Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning. A belated Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Hope you all had a great Christmas. Before we get into any sports news today, Casey McAllister, Paul Fritchner, nice to see your faces today. Good Christmas, I'm hoping. Casey? Yeah, it was a good Christmas. It was uh, enjoyable. You know, I, The one thing, though, I just want to say, uh, my family, uh, my immediate family was sick on Christmas. I'm going to go see them today. Okay. But the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, I spent with the in-laws. And it was a really good time. And we had a really... So everybody's good there. Yes. You're yes. sure? Yes. And it was a huge gathering. I mean, we had like probably 50 people. Wow. 50, 60 people in one house. At one wow. Point. Huge. Wow. Paul, you guys had a good one, right? Fantastic. It was low key. Pretty much just watched games all day. It was it was nice. Got to chill out. Nice. Watch Creighton. Yeah. Watch so Creighton into Paul, baby. Another Christmas today, tonight. Yes. Well, that'll yeah. be nice. Yeah. Somebody cooking, or are you just kind of making something easy, soup, something like that. Um. Do you know that? That I'm not too sure. Okay. Okay. I would hope first so. First Christmas all in your new crib. You spent a little bit of time there. Yeah, I did. That's it was nice. it was good. It was a good time. That's we very, took, very nice. We took our small family pictures, posted it on Facebook. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, what would the world be without pictures on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. So good morning and welcome to Off the Bench presented by United Dairy Farmers. We are here Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. You can check us out. Already a big crowd gathering on YouTube slash Chatterbox Sports. We always ask you to please subscribe to the program. You can also find us on Facebook, where this show is streaming on the Chatterbox Sports page. Flip the notification switch on, if you would, please. If you prefer to join us in podcast form, by all means, just search Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman, and you're dialed in. Well, as the saying goes, a win is a win especially in December on the road against a legendary head coach whose team is fighting for its playoff life. Yes, the Bengals won their seventh straight game, a nail-biter, 22-18, a decision over Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. This thing looked like it would be a 44-10 kind of a game, but we know that's not what happened. I mean, look at some of the numbers, and I'm not a big stat guy, as you know. But there are some numbers that just blow your mind. In the first half, the Bengals run 48 plays, Patriots 17. Bengals had 22 first downs, New England 3. Bengals had 303 yards of offense, New England had 70. 284 passing yards, Patriots had 29. Burrow had three touchdown passes, Mac Jones had five completions. But then came the third quarter. Three first downs for the Bengals, 67 total yards of offense, a turnover, no points. Fourth quarter, another turnover, a miracle touchdown for the Patriots, zero points for the Bengals. The Patriots had the ball inside the five when Von Bell forced a fumble with less than two minutes to go, sealing the win and with it a fantastic Christmas present for all the Bengals and the Bengals fans. So the team is 11-4 and four on the year, still sitting atop the AFC North, two games to go. 
and still the number three seed in the AFC playoff picture. That's because Kansas City trounced Seattle 24-10 to stay at 12-3. Buffalo is also 12-3 after a monster fourth quarter in a 35-13 win over Chicago. So now the Bengals can leapfrog Buffalo with a win over the Bills this Monday night at Paycor. To get to the one seed, Kansas City must lose one of its two remaining games, and the likelihood of that is slim. The Chiefs play Denver at home. Denver's not any good. Then the Raiders the following week in Vegas. The Raiders totally stink. So that's where it stands. Baltimore clinches a playoff spot with a win over Atlanta. The Ravens can still win the AFC North with a victory over Pittsburgh at home this week. And then the finale here on Sunday, that following week. Lamar Jackson, by the way, is expected back this Sunday. The rest of the AFC is fascinating. Jacksonville is now in first place in the South. After a win and a Tennessee loss, Jacksonville plays at the Texans this weekend. Texans are playing a lot better. That's no layup. And then they play home against Tennessee, the season finale. Tennessee has to play against Dallas at home this weekend before that season finale against Jacksonville on the road. Now, trying to figure out the final wild card spot on the AFC, pretty tricky. Big game tonight, and it'll make things potentially a lot clearer. You have the 8-6 and six Chargers playing at Indianapolis. L.A. wins, and they're in business for the sixth seed. Five teams, believe it or not, including the Pittsburgh Steelers, remain in contention for the number seven seed. Now, over on the NFC side, Dallas clinched a playoff spot. What a win over the Eagles. Of course, Philly was without their star quarterback, Jalen Hurts. But I tell you, that Minshew is a backup. That guy is, he's got to be the best backup in the league. Minnesota is the two seed. After a last-second win over the New York football giants, San Francisco has won eight straight. Brock Purdy, how's he looking? I would say he's probably the best backup right now. Casey, no comment? No, I, all, all I got to say is that He's slowly starting to change my mind. Okay. Well, you know what? It takes it takes a very a very big man to make that I, kind of claim. I st- I watched the whole game. Um, 49ers versus Washington, and he was making some throws, but I still think the scheme really helps him. Okay. Kittle's really good. Really well, good. No doubt about that. Um. So anyway, uh, the 49ers are still in the hunt for the number two seed, but they're going to need some help. And by the way, speaking of the 49ers, I mean, you watch a whole game. How about Nick Bosa? Holy Moses. Everybody was talking about Parsons early in the year. Slam dunk. Bosa, the former Buckeye, he has two sacks, forced fumble, tips a ball that wounds up intercepted, seven tackles, five quarterback pressures. He is a cinch for the NFL's defensive player of the year. Then you get to the four spot. After that, good luck. The Giants are 8-6 and six as the sixth seed and have games with Indy and at the Eagles. Then you have four teams vying for the final spot, including the surging Packers, who beat Miami. Tua looks terrible. No other way to say it. 
Green Bay plays its final two at Lambeau Field against Minnesota this week, Detroit the following week. We'll talk about all this coming up shortly. College football, the bowl games kick into high gear really starting tomorrow. There is a game tonight. And, of course, it all culminates New Year's Eve, college football playoff semis, TCU v. Michigan, that one in Arizona, and the mighty Buckeyes colliding with number one Georgia Saturday night in Atlanta. College basketball, that seems to be one sport that recognizing Christmas does mean something. Only a few games played Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Xavier is back at it Wednesday night at 11-2 St. John's. I'll ask Paul about that in a minute. UC plays Thursday night at home against Tulane. In baseball, many thought Tucker Barnhart might be coming back to the Redlegs. That was put to rest after the Brownsburg-Indiana native inked a two-year deal with the Cubbies over the weekend. And boy, this Carlos Correa thing never seems to end. It has hit a snag with the Mets. For the same reason, it hit the snag with the Giants. Questions over a serious leg injury years ago and how that might affect his availability and health in the future. It's still not officially a done deal with Correa and the Mets. So a huge gathering already. Some of the regulars in the chat. We have some new ones on board as well. Let's see. Jordan's here. Emperor's here. Zachary's here. Seth is here. 6412 Mars. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Trace is here. Reed is here. Tim is here. That's a new one. Haven't seen Tim on board before. Uh, David McKenzie. What is this? He said, I thought for a second Lance McAllister. Lance McAllister what? Had a nice per uh, Christmas wish from Lance McAllister and his family. Bruce is in the house. M. Foster is here. We got a lot going on. Numbers piling up. Paul Doherty is here from the morningline.substack.com. Look at this setup. <laughs> Holy Moses. I mean, you look like it. You're posing for a portrait of some kind. Do you have some artists over there, Doc? Shakespeare. What is the occasion for this? I mean, you're, you, you've got the V-neck on. you got the button down on. You don't have a lid yeah. on. You, you know what? My wife read me the riot act the other day. She was watching me uh, live, and, and she just said, you, you can't look like you know, you've been sleeping on park benches for the last two weeks if you want anybody to care about what you say, which made perfect sense. So, Tom, this is the new me. This is the me you're going to be getting from now on. I'm going to at least look like a professional, even though I might not be one. Well, I tell you, you, you look very, very professional. I'm in the middle of watching Peaky Blinders right now. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the woman in there, Paul, whatever her name is, she's, uh, you know, in the episodes, she's doing this portrait. That's what made me think of you. Casey, were you going to say something about Doc there? No. Do what? No, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay, I thought you were making a point. Uh, Doc, hope you had a Merry Christmas. Everybody good around your house? Everyone is. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. Um, okay. The Bengals game on Saturday. Uh, but before we get into any of the particulars, um, have you wondered like I wonder? And, 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 and I got to tell you, I, this just, just dumbfounds me beyond description. 
And it could be in any sport. It happens in every sport. How you can look like in one half of a game that you can do anything you want to do to your opponent and with your opponent. And then all of a sudden you play the next 30 minutes or whatever it is in another half of a game where you seem like you can't literally do anything. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's human nature, Tom. You know, um, I don't want to say things have come easily for the Bengals, but the results have all been good the last two months. Um, they've met every challenge and, and sometimes pretty easily. Uh, they're, they're up 20 or what was it? 22 and 22 to nothing at halftime. Yep. Um, they're, they're playing a team that hasn't been playing well. Uh, their quarterback has not been playing well. Uh, the coach has not been coaching well. I, I just think you, you might not do it consciously, but subconsciously they're saying, you know, we got this one in the bag. And, and I, you could also suggest that if it weren't for a fluke touchdown catch, this game would not have been as close as it was. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't remember the last time I saw one receiver tip a ball to another receiver who caught it and scored. Um, I don't know if that was intentional or not, whether they did that intentionally or not, but it worked. Uh, it doesn't, you know, nine times out of 10, 90 times out of 100, it's not going to work. But that said, uh, I mean, they were they were one play from from losing that game in spectacular fashion. And you know what? I said last week I thought they were going to lose for the same reason we're talking about. You can't be on every week in the NFL. You're going to have down weeks. And I thought this was going to be a down week. And as it turned out, it was a down half. And it wasn't as down as, as it was up in the first half. And they slid by. So um, given that I thought they were going to lose, they win. They're another one to the good. Now they get down to the, to, to the real business on Monday night. You know, you look at, uh, at Von Bell, and, and there was a phenomenal article written quite some time ago about how when Urban Meyer got Von Bell to come to Ohio State, it changed everything for the Buckeyes and their mentality on defense and what Urban Meyer wanted them to be. Uh, he comes into the league with New Orleans, an outstanding player with the Saints for a long, long time. Uh, obviously, he forces a fumble uh, inside the five that sealed the win. But this guy, um, you know, it, it seems like we talk about so many other players on this Bengals team, whether it's Reeder and not having him around or Hendrickson or how well Hubbard has played and then the defensive backs and Awuzier and so forth. But the constant since they brought him in as a free agent – and, and, I, and I think as every week goes by, and we'll see if he's with the team at the end of this year, I think you could make a strong argument that he could turn out to be the best free agent the Bengals have ever signed. Well, they, they, other than Trey Waynes, they hit on every guy that they brought in for the last two years. And, and Bell is one of them. You know what, Tom? He's just a pro. You know, he and, and Mike Hilton brought in a level of professionalism I'm not saying they didn't have it before, um, but those two guys just reinforced it. They're all business. Uh, they're winners. They, they know what they're about, and it's about team success. I mean, you look at the Pro Bowl and how they should have gotten this guy in or that guy in. Uh, in. In truth, the fact that they didn't get many guys in was pretty much a testament to how well they played defensively as a team. 
Uh, Von Bell is obviously a huge part of that. It's just, like I said, he's the kind of guy that Marvin Lewis would have brought in if he could. Uh, just a, a solid professional who just does what it takes to win football games. They did it, obviously, did it on uh, Saturday. Well, I mean, that was that, that that was just an unbelievable play. I mean, you know, you, you start with a defense standing the guy up. And, you know, a lot of times you see a play like that blown dead before, you know, Bell comes in, punches the thing loose. They recover the fumble, and the rest was history at that point. Um, you know, they continue to overcome injuries. Uh, not quite sure. I haven't heard anything uh, in regard to Lyle Collins. I, I think they said they think he does not have a torn ACL. But now, last uh, I heard, he tore his ACL and his MCL. Oh, it is okay. Well, I had missed that thing very late last night. Well, that you know, now they got to now they got to overcome another one because let's face it, this offensive line has been playing so much better as the season has gone on. That's no secret. Um, they got to find a way, Doc, to do it again. Yeah, and his back of energy is not a bad player. Uh, he, he's not as good as Collins, obviously, but but um, I don't think they'll miss a whole lot there. Um, and they've been very fortunate with injuries on the O line. That's the first the first big one they've had. So, and that's the reason they played so well in the last couple of months is they have gotten adjusted to playing together. Uh, cohesion being pretty important for playing offensive line well. So. I, I think they'll manage around that one. But you're right, the injuries are kind of adding up, as they do for everybody. So, uh, I mean, Von Miller is, is not going to play for Buffalo, and that's a huge loss for them. Um, what? So, see, I mean, I, I, like their, I, I like their chances until proven otherwise, Tom. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about this team. Uh, you know, um, um, I heard uh, the radio interview before the game that Dave Lapham did uh, with Zach Taylor and, and, and talking about the importance of finishing games. Um, you know, we, we in the, just in the last two games alone, we have seen the highest high and the lowest low from this offense. I'm not going to say the defense because they find a way to get it done, whether it's, it's stopping teams inside the red zone from scoring touchdowns. The, the defense has been the constant in terms of excellence this entire year, really outside of the Cleveland game, the first Cleveland game earlier this year. Outside of that, lights out. I'd stack them up with any defense in the league. But the offense, you know, you, you look at you look at the, the, the first half against Tampa Bay when they score three points in the last seconds, then they take off in the second half. Flip the script. So they've played a total of a game where – the offense scores over 50-something points, and then they've played a game where the offense scored three points. There has to be, Doc, when you're playing the heavyweights. And look, I know they beat Kansas City here. That was the last complete game they played here. But if they're going to beat that team this coming Monday night in Cincinnati, they can't have another half where they got three points. Well, I, I, I think you're right. Um, although that said... Um... I never bet against Joe Burrow. I, 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 he's, I say that Burrow is inevitable. And there's only one other guy in this league who's inevitable, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Um, Burrow finds a way. Uh, hasn't looked too great the last couple weeks, but, but he does find a way. I have no idea why he was almost perfect in the first half the other day and, and, and perfectly mediocre in the second half. But uh, 
it happened. Uh, I if I got to worry about this offense, if I'm a Bengal fan, this team's not going very far into January. I I, I, I for some reason I, I I think they'll they'll be okay. They they've proven it in the past. Uh, they should prove it again and unless more people keep getting hurt what i don't understand and maybe i'm not a football savant so maybe i missed something but the running game is not great the running game is actually pretty average uh why more defenses don't scheme against that or play it that way uh make the Bengals keep the keep the ball in front of them and make the Bengals beat them with long drives don't let that ball get over your head if, if you're not really that worried about their running game gouging you I'm not sure why you don't do more playing uh, playing deeper safeties and, and just keeping the ball in front of you. If the Bengals are going to score against you, make them do it in seven or eight minutes and not two or three. But other than that, like I said, if you're a Bengal fan, you got to worry about this offense. Uh, you won't be watching a lot of uh, hometown football in January. Um, I, you know, I made the comment a few weeks ago when Kansas City was coming into town, 425 kick. Uh, that it would be the most anticipated regular season game, uh, in my opinion, regular season, going all the way back to the days of Boomer Esiason uh, when he was here, even bigger than during the entire uh, Marvin Lewis, Andy Dalton regime, because I think all of us kind of felt like in the back of our mind, you might be rooting for one thing, but when that was going on and they had big games, they always seemed to lay an egg, whether it was in the regular season, more frequently in the postseason. This game Monday night is going to make that Kansas City game look like varsity versus junior varsity. This place is going to be insane uh, on January the 2nd. Yeah, ne never discount the fact that the game is at 8 o'clock at night, which gives people a whole lot more time to drink. <laughs> That's just a fact. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, this could be for home field throughout the playoffs. And, and you know what? Eventually, if things go according to Hoyle, they're going to have to play either Buffalo or Kansas City again after Monday night. And, and they sure would like it to be here and not. I mean, would, would you rather play the Bills here or in Buffalo in January, you know? Yeah. We have a chance, a decent chance, of getting an okay weather day here. You know, okay, being relative, maybe mid-30s or whatever and sunny, uh, but it's not going to be uh, mid-zeros and sunny. So, sure, the, this uh, when you have a good team, the games build on themselves. And this is uh, this this one will end up being more important than that Kansas City game, but maybe not nearly as important as the next time they play Kansas City or Buffalo. Yeah, and it's starting to look more and more. And, and look, we, we've talked about it all the time, uh, the uncertainty week to week for uh, any team in the NFL, no matter how great you might be, uh, everybody's capable of laying an egg. Uh, I just don't see it happening, though, for Kansas City against uh, Denver at home this week and then going on the road to the Raiders, who were just awful the other day. I think it's safe to say uh, that certainly the odds – uh, and the percentages would be in Kansas City's favor to get that number one seed. But, hey, if you beat Buffalo and you get the two seed, you know you're going to get, what, uh, one, two games at home? So, you know, you yeah. live with that and you roll the dice if you get to that next one for another AFC championship date in Kansas City. Yeah, you, can you go back to Kansas City and beat them for the fourth time in a row? 
which which we know can happen. Um, you know, and, and I think the Bengals are going to beat Buffalo here. The more and more I watch Buffalo, and I know that they took advantage of, you know, some 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 poor play in the fourth quarter by the Bears the other day. But, you know, when you compare Mahomes to Allen, for me, I, I just think Allen gets so sloppy with the football at different points in time. He's an electrifying player, an unbelievable talent, tough guy, cares, passionate, all those things. But uh, I'd take my chances of beating Allen uh, ahead of beating Mahomes again. I just think he takes care of the ball better. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's because he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. All right. Um, well, Doc, uh, an early Happy New Year. And, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun uh, these next number of days, college bowl games, all that kind of thing. Will you be tuned in to the college football playoff games next Saturday? Sure. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's the best thing on TV. The only thing I don't, I don't like about those games, and I've said this forever, is that they, they take so long, Tom. I mean, yeah. it's, almost, it's almost like maybe we should just – Put them all on on uh, on video, on tape, and or whatever you call it, and and watch them like that. Watch them with a clicker, the way the coaches watch film, you know, because it's just four hours of, of anything is is about an hour too long for me. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I'll watch. Sure, I'll watch. Yeah, and I don't I, know anything I, about you know anything about TCU. Well, you know, Doc, I have a daughter that goes down, goes to college there. And, uh, and ever since she uh, started there, you know, I, I got skin in the game. I got money in the game. Hell of a lot of money in the game. And, uh-huh. um, and, and so I've watched virtually every game of theirs this season. I've been down to a couple of games uh, over the last couple of years. And, you know, I, th- something just tells me um, that they're going to take it to Michigan. You know, I, I think a lot of people um, – uh, that don't follow TCU, uh, don't understand a couple of things about them. Number one, they're going to have a first-round draft pick, a high first-round draft pick, at quarterback and wide receiver. They would at running back if the kid could come out Miller. They have an outstanding offensive line. But that defense of theirs is as fast and as physical as any defense maybe this side of Georgia that I've seen play all year long. I, yeah, look, I, I know most people think Michigan's going to win the game and they've got a great team and all those well-coached. But but I think TCU's got a legitimate chance to beat them. All right. I'll take right. your word for it. There you have it. Doc, thanks for your time today, my friend. Great to see you. You bet, Tom. Thank you. Boy, Doc looking handsome there this morning. His wife getting on him. When your wife gets on you – Gotta listen. You guys don't know this officially yet, but man, when they get on you, you better get it together in a hurry. That was a good looking setup. That was a big league setup. I mean, he looked really nice. Yeah. Really nice. We had a couple of comments in the chat. It's nice to see uh, somebody where the, you know, the, the, the camera or phone or whatever computer is not right there in their face. So yeah. we thank Doc for that. We thank his wife for that. <laughs> that was mighty, mighty nice. Um, let's see. That's right. Reed Mouse says, Amen, Tom, listen to the wife. Well, I- I'm not going to get carried away because it doesn't mean they're always right. They're not always right. They're right a lot. They're not always right. But usually when it comes to looks, they're usually right. To being drip. To that being word drip. was used uh, around our household over uh, Christmas. Drip. How'd it go over? Well, I mean, I'm not very drip. Uh, my kids made that quite clear. But... 
Uh, that word came up frequently about who is drip. My son thought the whole uh, burrow thing again was drip. He wore the Christmas sweater, right? I didn't see it. He had drip. Yeah. Is that yeah. how you, you say it? You I would, thought he was. I thought, I thought somebody when you they have looked, it. He has drip. Yeah, there you go. Really? That's how you say it? Yeah. I just thought you said the dude's drip. Oh, no. Luke didn't, Luke didn't correct you there? Well, I, I didn't say it. They were saying it. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe I'm right. there. Well, we're maybe still I'm teaching wrong. Tom around here. All right, we're going to uh, take a break. We're going to talk more about the Bengals game. We're going to talk a lot more about what's going on around the whole playoff picture because this whole thing starting tonight and through the next two weeks is just it, – it's exactly what the NFL wants. It's what the NFL is built for. Baseball's not built for it. Basketball has too many teams. Hockey has too many teams that make the playoffs. But when you get seven from each conference – um, out of what, six, uh, out of 15, right? 15 teams? 16. 16, that's right. I always get baseball and football confused. Um, when you've got seven teams that make it, and now here we are with two weeks to go, including a huge game tonight, Chargers playing at Indy, um, and you have, you know, you, you basically got your, I'm not going to say top four. You do in the, uh, you know, you get your top three, in the NFC and the AFC, you know, they could move around a little bit, but those three teams are all locked and loaded, ready to go. There's still debate about who's going to win the AFC South, debate about who's going to win the NFC South. Tom Brady, a miracle last night. Uh, touchdown with about seven minutes to go, field goal to tie it, then the field goal in overtime. Tampa Bay able to beat Arizona on the road, a one-game lead last two weeks to go. But then for the final spot, you have, you know, Three, four, five teams conceivably that have a chance and all kinds of tiebreakers and craziness. That's what the NFL is built for. And they're loving every second of it in the NFL offices in New York, New York. Gentlemen, taking a break. We throw yes. it to you. All right. It's that time of the show, the ham and eggers. These guys are great. Trust me, I would know. I introduce all the best segments. So this week's or the, the, today's special edition of the Hammeneggers. Yes. We are going to talk about the Lael Collins injury for a second. And why don't you play this clip first, Casey? Because I have a feeling that Tom is going to want to talk about this, and we've already run this by him. So why don't you play this clip? Everybody knows that Lael Collins got hurt. There's a name that's circulating in the back of everyone's heads that's not so much in the back of everyone's heads anymore. Play the clip. What about, like, let's put our cards on the table here. We've got, like, you know, week, uh, two weeks left, really, before the end of, of this year. We get the playoffs started up in January. Um, if team goes down a left tackle and they say, hey, Andrew, I've got $15 million for you to suit up for a playoff stretch. Let's just say, hypothetically, it's the Lions. We hope it's not the Lions because we like both their tackles. But if, if the Lions are getting into the playoffs and they're like, we need some help on the offensive line, are you picking up that call? Oh, man. Uh, Y'all going to get me uh, beat up when I get back to the hotel by my wife. But uh, you know what? I might pick that call. Ooh. No. Uh, here's the thing. That's a truthful answer it'd be right very, there. It'd be very mm -hmm. selfish. But when I actually ended my career, we did, the math, we did the research on it. I'm pretty sure Jeff Saturday 
is the winningest offensive lineman in NFL history. He won the most games starting of any offensive lineman. And I think I finished like one game or oh, two games yeah, behind get him. It. Yeah, like, but so he the should only count as thing I've actually thought about like during this whole time is I'm like, dang, would, would you want to go try to get that record? Just because it takes a lot to get there, right? Like one, you got to yeah. have health, and then two, you got to put on winning franchises for a long time to be able to get there. So it's not like it's something that's going to come up every year somebody's going to beat. So, you know, that's the only one that still kind of sits there, and I'm like, man, it'd be fun to go be a part of that. But I don't think so. I'm enjoying what I do. Well, so Tom Brady calls you in round one of the playoffs. You're playing against the Cowboys. You know he's going to win that game. He's never lost against the Cowboys. That would It's like Mr. 3000 with Bernie mm -hmm. Mac. Find the one win. You know, hey, you know what? Amazon's done December 29th. So technically I'd have a week to go join a team, get in shape, mm -hmm. you know. So here's the caveat to that. He is a left tackle. That's the issue. Uh, Lael Collins is a right tackle. And this our, is the best oh, part of the segment. Tom, there it is. Reed Mouse has it. Thank you, Reed. It's all right. Nobody wants to see us anyway. I was leaving the door open to try to get some heat in here. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is pretty. It's chilly in here. It is chilly. It's Getting chilly. some more snow this morning. Oh. It, it's blowing sideways. We don't have a – we need – you know what we need is like a GoPro camera that's hooked up right on the outside of the studio. You see the We've snow blowing. We've talked about it before. Throwing a GoPro out there. Well, Tom, in the break, we uh, we played the clip of Lyle – or uh, sorry, of Andrew Whitworth on Pardon My Take uh, talking about coming back. And Pardon My Take is very much a, a, a comedy. I mean, it's, they say everything that they say most of the time is, is tongue-in-cheek. But uh, – you started to see some more calls and more people. Peter Schrager was talking about, hey, Andrew, like Amazon Prime is done this week. There's an opportunity there. Do you go back? On the on the flip side, he retired off a Super Bowl win. And I, the 29th is this Thursday, by the way. So he would have four days to get in shape, to learn the playbook for the Bengals, and try to be a right tackle. Well, do you let, think he could do it? Let, let's start want? with this. He was here when Zach Taylor took over. Was so, he? yes, I, think, he, he, I think he was still here. I mean, I he was here he four was. years ago. Wasn't no, he? No, he, he left uh, 2016. 2016? Been yeah. that long? Right after the uh, – it was the, the, the year after the playoffs against the Steelers. Okay. So, after Marvin left. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So, he would have to learn the playbook. I would imagine, I could be totally wrong on this, but I have to believe Zach Taylor being a uh, McVay protege, that there would be a lot of similar language, scheme, right? All those kinds of things. Whitworth is an unbelievably smart guy. I, look, uh, I know nothing about you know the difference between being in good shape or being in football shape, but... Every time I see Whitworth, he still looks like this mountain of a man who's taking care of himself, right? Yeah. I mean, he's first class all the way. You know, it's interesting you bring up the whole thing. And I, and I don't know Andrew Whitworth, but I have incredible admiration for the guy. Uh, the way he conducted himself uh, and continues to conduct himself off the field. He was a pillar in this community in every way, shape, or form, everywhere he's ever been. Uh, I have no idea if he's seriously entertaining this. I don't know if the Bengals have picked up the phone. Probably not. I would not be surprised if they did. I feel like that's one where you at least make him say no, yep. right? Maybe you don't aggressively pursue him, but you at least 
call them up and you say, hey, do you, do you even want to kick the tires on this? And maybe it's a 30-second phone call, but maybe you lay it out there and you say, hey, let's at least just give this a shot. Yeah. Also, I this mean, white claws. Well, here's it. it. It says here that actually uh, when he went to the Rams, that Zach was still there. Is that right? Somebody in the chat made that comment. No, that's not right. Okay. I well, I, I'm just repeating. I right. Okay. Uh, I think it would be an amazing story. He was and there with, has to be a part of him in his heart of hearts. What's that? He was with Zach with the Rams. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's with the yeah. Rams. Yeah. Um, there has to be a part of Andrew Whitworth. And it might be this big. It might be that big. I don't know. But there has to be a part of him that would love to be a part of a Super Bowl team with the Cincinnati Bengals. There has to be. Yeah. Right? He poured his heart and soul into this franchise through some great days, not so great days. He was drafted by this team, developed by this team. He'll go into the team's ring of honor one day. Of that is a lead pipe cinch. And to have the chance to go win a Super Bowl wearing a Bengals uniform, I think would mean more to him than wearing the Rams uniform. Now, is that enough to entice him to come back and play? I don't know. But I have to believe it would be even more special than the one in L.A. You, yeah. you, I, oh, go ahead. I think he himself would choose the Bengals out of every other team. I don't think there's another team that he would choose. I agree. Oh. So if that is the issue we're talking about, it's not whether or not he chooses us. It's whether or not he actually wants to play or not. And you listen to the interview. I mean, if you meet some conditions, you meet the money condition – well, yeah, but that was, that was tongue-in-cheek. What I would say, though, about this, and this is what I would ask both of you because you guys would know the answer to this better than I would. What is the likelihood or, or how? what's the difficulty, I guess, of going from uh, tackle to, to right. tackle? Yeah, going from end to end. My guess, I mean, look, again, I don't know. I've never done it, never will do it, obviously. But, but I have to believe – well, let me, let's be honest about it. Your best tackle plays left tackle, in theory. Although, I'm not so sure that's what's going on over there right now. Boy. Um, but Andrew Whitworth, smart enough guy. Um, it, would take, it would take some time, I think, for him to, to get used to the switch. Because he's played left his whole life. That's fair. That's fair. And do they want to risk that two weeks before the uh, You know what? I'd do it in a heartbeat. I would. I mean, if I were Troy Blackburn or Duke Tobin or Katie Blackburn or Mike Brown or whoever it is down there that would be the person to pick up that phone, their relationship with them is without a doubt strong enough. You could call him a day. You could call him Christmas night. Maybe they called him Christmas night. And you could just say, hey, look, man, you know, we wouldn't play against Buffalo. That's not going to happen. We're not going to play against Buffalo, but if you feel back. like and we feel like you come in here, playbook, teammates, scheme, fit, all those things, we'd line you up there against Baltimore. You're in the starting lineup. If we like what we see, you're not going to put a charity case out there, okay? Because the other kid has actually played pretty good, right? I mean, he's played pretty well. Identity. And he did all right the other day. But 
Man, if you could have Andrew Whitworth out there, um, I, I've taken 80% Andrew Whitworth over most other offensive tackles, left or right, in the NFL right now. I agree with that. I Now, let's be clear. There's probably, like, not even a 10% chance that this happens. But if it did, what you just described, him coming back his first game against the Ravens in Cincinnati – and there's a oh. ch- there's a chance that that game is on Sunday Night Football too, right? right. I don't see that happening. Well, I don't see it happening. I think it's going to come that with the and we've talked about this before. It's pot- go ahead, you make your point. Well, what I was going to say here. is the the there was one other game because uh, we had talked about the Lions and the Packers, but there was one other game that people were talking about getting flexed into Sunday Night Football. But whatever, what game is that? Is it the Chargers? Is it the Chargers game? That's I think the, the Chargers were just flexed out of no, Sunday Night ne- Football this week. coming week. That's this coming yeah. week. Is, the schedule. It, yeah, I'm, there was one game that everybody was pointing Tennessee, to. Tennessee, Jacksonville? Com- uh, no. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, look, there are two games. There, there are two. They, 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 we've talked about this before. What NBC wants in yeah. that last game and what they've always proven they want, okay, is not always necessarily the game you or, you or I want to see. I mean, a better game, if it comes down to that, for the AFC North Championship, without a doubt, you've got two playoff teams guaranteed already with the Bengals and the Ravens. It's a better game. But what NBC wants is they want, in a perfect world, two, okay? And that could happen with Jacksonville against Tennessee, where one wins and they're in, the other loses and they're out. But here's the other thing to keep in mind with that, though, and this is what I was going to say because I was thinking about this last night. They could flex that Jacksonville-Tennessee game to Saturday night and put it at 8:15 and make it a primetime game because they're not going to make the Bengals go and play on Monday and then play on Saturday on a on a doubly short week. That's not the right English to say, but they're not going to make them play on Monday and then play on Saturday. But they could get the best of both worlds where you have Jacksonville and Tennessee playing on Saturday night at 8:15. And then if the Bengals-Ravens game is for the division, put that at Sunday night. Well, the other one you could be facing, too, here is, I was looking at the schedules this morning. Um, You've got Carolina, right, and New Orleans are both one game behind Tampa Bay, correct? Yes. In the NFC South. Let me me double-check that. Atlanta lost over the weekend, so now Atlanta has 10 losses, two back, two to go. They're done. But you have New Orleans, who beat Cleveland over the weekend. You beat Carolina, who I can't believe that's the same Carolina team that we saw here in Cincinnati, whatever it was, six, seven weeks ago. Because all of a sudden, since Wilkes took over that team, I think their record's five and five since he took over. But they're running the ball like crazy. But anyway, point I'm making is Carolina plays Tampa Bay this Sunday. Okay? And so then the following weekend – Tampa Bay plays, um, um, I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember. Anyway, point being is that, to your point, Paul, you could have, and, and more than likely will have, the final game of the year in either the NFC South or the AFC South where a team will be playing to get in with a win or out with a loss. The Bucks play the Falcons week 18. Yeah, so, I mean, look, 
if, if Tom Brady, you can put him on Sunday night football, all the drama there is it his last game ever, right? Yeah. Is it his last game in Tampa Bay? Is this his last two raw? And the Buccaneers have to win the game to get in the playoffs? That's the game they're taking. They've proven that through the years. But who knows? We're not sitting, um, what do they call that place at NBC? Rockefeller Play, is that what it's called? Rockefeller Center. 30 Rock. 30 Rock, right there in New York City. Uh, Let's see here. Okay. So, um, I want to talk about, about some of these teams. Well, no, let's get back to the Bengals game for a minute because this is the absolute, when we said it at the beginning, a win is a win. You went to New England. They're trying to get in the playoffs. You're facing Bill Belichick, all those kinds of things. You nearly cough it up at the end, but you win the game. So, Casey, knowing you as we do, mm-hmm. as a glass more than half full kind of a guy, you're just saying we take the win and we move on. Or are there some signs that you're a little worried about? Well, I don't think there's an issue, honestly. There, there was a really questionable call, in my opinion. I thought it was a fumble. And then he called the whistle way too early with something that close. So that's a 12-point swing. Then you're looking at McPherson. If there's anything to worry about, it's McPherson. Well, and boy, you bring up a great point there, but go ahead, please. And and if you look, there's no wind, and there was questions about him pregame, looking off. I don't know. He missed it three or four in a row. But nobody made a field goal on that field goal that he missed on. I I don't think I'm not worried about Evan at all. I don't I'm not. You're not? No. No, this but, guy has missed more extra points than any kicker in the league. Uh, I'm not worried. And about it. it should be noted, from 40 yard, 50 and in. Now, from 50 and out, he's the best kicker in the league. From 50 and in, he has missed six times this year. That's not good. I just I mean look I'm a big fan of the guy. I, I mean I, I I love his moxie and all that kind of stuff, but he ain't been money Mac. No He cost him five points in a game the other day. Well, yeah, but Nick Folk didn't make anything either. Well, I don't care about Nick Folk. But Nick I'm Folk's just... gonna be watching the playoffs at home. Well but and he doesn't have a nickname Money Folk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Nick Folk was the, the leading kicker like a year or two ago. But regardless, that's not the point. The point is he missed crucial, crucial points where this game should not have been this close. And in all honesty, we were killing them. We were killing them. But Joe made a really bad mistake. Jamar Chase fumbling was really bad. But we were moving the ball up and down the field. I'm not worried about the offense. I'm not worried about the defense either. They always managed to figure out how to win the game. But when you don't know that you have security in your kicker. I mean, it's, it's tough to break out of that mental game for yeah. those kickers. Well, let, let, let's back up, though, the first part of that statement you just made. Yeah. The offense, what did you just say? They what? They find a way to win? 
No, I said the defense. Oh, the defense. defense. Okay. But okay. the offense was moving the ball on them pretty much all day. Well, in the second half, they weren't moving the ball. They were, but they threw a dumb interception. And then Jamar Chase trying to make a play fumbles the ball. That's more than half of their drives, right? So, yeah, but in the second half, they did not score a single point. They would have. Not. Though. They what? They would have. Do you get points I, for that? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just. They were shut out in the second half of the game. Yes, And they I scored three in the first half against Tampa Bay before the Buccaneers decided that they were going to play um, uh, hot potato, hot potato with a football. Yes, turning it over four times in eleven plays. Yes, you're speaking. You're you're stating the facts. I'm just saying that this team made some uncharacteristic turnovers. Jamar Chase doesn't fumble the ball, trying to make an extra yard or two. Joe Burrow doesn't just chuck it up there, and it was a terrible, terrible throw. I mean, there was obviously some communication errors there, but Joe's just got to get rid of the ball. Don't, don't try to make a play. Just throw the ball out. So, you take away those two things, I think they would have easily killed the Patriots. I really do. But you have to admit, and everybody at home, you have to admit this too, when you were watching that game at halftime, it's 22 to nothing. You're thinking this is a, a, a 40 to 10 kind of a game, the way things are going. I just right. don't get it. And look, nobody has the answer for it. I don't think Zach Taylor has the answer for it. And that's not a knock on Zach Taylor. I don't know. Bill Belichick has the answer for it. I don't know how in the world a team in any sport, as I said earlier to Paul Doherty, I just don't know how you can look so great for 30 minutes. And in the other 30 minutes, you can't get out of your own way. You're throwing picks. You can't convert on third down. You're fumbling the ball. I mean, look, I, I just don't get it. And look, I, you know, I, I've said on this show before, okay, if this, if this was a Bengals team with major flaws, I would not be sitting here whipping the horse down the home stretch. I, I wouldn't do it. It's like so many bad baseball teams that I've broadcast for, the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, the Lord knows the Reds. I mean, what's the point of beating a team down when they don't have the horses? There is none. There's none. There's nothing you can do to that horse that's going to make them be any better than what it is. But with this team, you have got, you have got to whip the horse down the stretch. The, 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 this deal where they've played an entire game over two games, a half against Tampa Bay with all these offensive weapons, okay, this cannot be denied. You played an entire half against Tampa Bay where the only first down you got was on the opening drive before you turned it over. Then you went three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Then you go down the field in the final 30 seconds of the half and kick a field goal. Okay? Awful. They weren't bad. They were awful on offense with all these weapons. And then you play the second half against New England, and you don't score at all. Yeah, I mean. You're playing teams now where that nonsense ain't going to float. You can beat the New Englands and the Tampa Bays and the, you know, whoever. You ain't beating Buffalo and Kansas City with that nonsense. Not happening. Three wow. points over an entire game, who you beating? I will say this. 
when they do play those teams, they don't make the mistakes. That's fair. But you are right. They're not going to be able to do what they want to do, make it to the Super Bowl, if they only play halves of football. And it's really funny because it was the exact inverse of the last game where we were just on fire the first half and didn't seem like they could stop us. And one one turnover just completely changes the mentality of this team on offense for some reason. I don't get it. Like, you look at the Cleveland game, you throw that opening interception, they were done the rest of the night. Bengals against Tampa. It took them an entire half meeting up in the half and halftime to figure it out. And and for them, for the defense to give them life, get in or get a fumble recovery or turnover on downs or whatever. This week, they throw that interception. They weren't the same. They were able to move the ball a little bit, but they were not the same. And you could tell. I think it does say a lot about this team, though, Tom, that they ended up actually winning the game because there's the, the difference between good teams and bad teams when you look at, like, what happened with the Buccaneers last week where they're not a very good team. Yep. The Buccaneers go out and lose that game. The Bengals were still able to buckle down and win the game. Yeah, that's right. The, the one thing that I will say, and I, I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on this, was there a uh, forward progress question there at the end on that fumble? Because I think the Patriots have a very legitimate claim to that not being a fumble at the end, but we never really saw a good replay, or at least I didn't. Maybe I was looking down at Twitter when they were showing the replays. But at the very end, when B.J. Hill recovered that fumble and the Patriots fumbled at whatever it was, the f- ten, five or ten-yard line, did the Patriots have an argument there? Because you know, I, I, I certainly thought they did. I think any time you see a running back or, or whoever has the ball, it doesn't matter, Continuing to make some kind of 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 um, of movement of the quote unquote pile that could be vertically, it could be horizontally. It looked to me like the runner was still on his feet, moving around, trying to drive to his left or drive to his right, whatever it was. And I I, I didn't think the Patriots had an argument about it. Did they make a big deal out of it after the game? Did anybody say anything about it? No, no. I'm just curious. Not really. I didn't see enough. I didn't really see enough of a big deal that I figured that I must have missed something, whether it was, you know, maybe he was trying to get out of the tackle. Maybe maybe everybody in the scrum. I'm just putting the question out there. I I, I don't necessarily think that it was. Um, and clearly the officials didn't think so, but I was just putting it out there because I did see enough people talking about it that I thought it, we should at least bring it up. Here's the play. Well, yeah, here's the Here, play. Here's the play. Okay, let's watch it again. I'm going to mute it real quick. Okay. So he bounces back, bounces back, and then uh, I, I could – all right. I don't think there's anything there. If he was surrounded, but he started backing up, he had a chance to bounce it out. Yeah, now that I, that's Look. the first replay I've seen of it, so I'll I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I would, yeah. All right. Okay. I think I'm that's with fair. you. I think that's fair. All right. Jolly Jolly points out, and we know he's out there with all the, um, you know, Californians out there. Um, says, look, this whole thing, you know, is an NFL parody question. The Bills have had bad games. Kansas City almost lost to Houston and Denver. 
The only thing that matters is a win. 6412 Mars says, let's be a little more optimistic here, fellas. I'm all about optimism. This team continues to win. I give them all the credit in the world. And I've said this defense, of any defense out there, and there are more statistically that might have better X, Y, Z. But at the end of the day, if I've got to pick one defense, maybe outside of San Francisco, if I have to pick one defense when it matters, I am taking the Bengals defense all day, every day. I'm taking them over Buffalo. I'm certainly taking them over Kansas City. I'm taking them over Dallas, taking them over Minnesota, taking them over Philadelphia. I'm taking them over anybody, anybody in the AFC without a doubt to stop the other team from scoring touchdowns because that's what they have been so good. They've been great all year long, and Lou Anarumo talks about it. Can't remember the exact term he uses, but basically he's saying 20 to the 20, things are going to happen. But inside the 20 is where you make your money. And that's where this team is off the charts. But look, if you, and this is where I'm coming from here when you talk about being optimistic about this team, there were so many fluke things that went wrong for the Bengals that you just don't typically see happen to the Bengals in this game where you see the missed field goals, which again, I, I can understand where you guys think it's a concern. I don't think it's a concern because both kickers had trouble kicking on that end of the field. I don't think the missed field goals will be a concern going forward. You look at the pick six, the, the, the Patriots scored three touchdowns. One's on a pick six, one's on a Hail Mary tip ball. That, you know, that's, 12, yep. that's 12 points right there yep. that generally don't happen in the run of play in a typical football game that now all of a sudden you're talking about a completely different scenario where the Bengals end up winning by two touchdowns. So, and maybe even more if the kicking game is, is different. So I, this is not like the, the Patriots went out there and ran up the score and it was 35, nothing Bengals. And, you know, they score four, they marched down the field four times in the yep. second half. They earn four touchdowns and the Bengals have their backs against the wall. These were two things that you generally don't see the Bengals, who are one of the best teams in the NFL right now, had a bit of an off half. I don't see any reason to, to be concerned in the long run when these are not problems that continually crop up. It was a it was a tip ball that got caught, and it was a pick six on a miscommunication. I'm talking more so, about the offense okay. than I am the defense. I believe I just said a second ago, I'll take their defense over anybody. Yeah. Anybody! Anybody, not even, I mean, like I said, not the 49ers, but anybody. <laughs> I mean, because the 49ers are just yeah. insane. Uh, you know, and by the way, uh, do they still have a chance? They have to have, I guess, statistically, a chance to get the one seed, don't they? I mean, if Philadelphia were to lose their last two and the 49ers win their last two, that would be a tie. Did the 49ers and Eagles play this year? I think they did. I'll check that. But Minnesota would have to lose again where he had all those teams with four losses, just like the Bengals are kind of hoping that uh, they could have the same number of losses when all is said and done as Kansas City because they would win that tie break due to head-to-head, as they would with Buffalo uh, head-to-head. But Kansas City's schedule is, is just awful. We brought up earlier. They're, they're, they're not going to get beat. They're not going to lose. You know we can crazy? hope they could lose, but they're not going to lose. 49ers have lost to the Bears, the Broncos, the Falcons, and then the Chiefs. Okay, but they, did they but play? They, they haven't not, lost since then. They haven't lost since they then. They won then. eight in a row. Yeah, and they have not. They do not play the Eagles 
Okay, so what's their record in conference games? Uh, live math. There? Live math, Casey. Do it. Because a team you just ripped off a couple teams they lost to from the AFC. You said Denver. 0-1, 1-1. Denver and, Ch- and Chiefs. So <laughs> they, I'm just trying to think. They, 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 you can go to that playoff thing where um, where yeah, it I'm tells you, you know, what their record in, is oh, inside the conference, and that would be the first tie break if you have two teams that did not play one another. If you go to that ESPN.com playoff heading, and then you, instead of divisional standings, you click standings and you go to divisional uh, you go to just playoff picture. Is the playoff machine the most used page on the ESPN website? It's got to be right here? now. Got to be right but now. It's an unbelievable. Yeah, I'm not seeing it on the playoff machine. I got to go to their. Okay, but anyway, real quick. Uh, we've got some people believing in Minnesota. Nah, Minnesota. Tell plays. you what. Tell you what. Now here, here's one of those things where you know you almost wonder. You almost wonder: Is this destiny? For the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not a big Vikings guy. I'm not a big Cousins guy. They've won 12 games this year. They set an all-time NFL single-season record the other day when they kicked that, what, 61-yard field goal to win the game the other day against the Giants, right? 11 of their 12 wins have been by one score. Think about that for a minute. What a season for them. I mean, 11 of the 12 wins by one score. So a touchdown or less. They're losing at Green Bay this Sunday, though. They play at 425. And you think I'm kidding. But Green Bay is going to be playing for a playoff spot, and Kirk can't play at noon. So See, there you go. A hater. A hater. Well, so I'm, on your boy, I'm Kirk pointing Cousins. out facts. He, he does not win if it's not at 1 o'clock. And if – just to answer that one question before, San Francisco winning out and the Eagles losing, San Francisco would get number one. So there you have it. And the Eagles, trying to remember, they, they have one layup and they have one, um, they have one tough one left. They play the Saints and the Giants. Yeah, so the Giants will not be – where is that game, the Giants game? It is in Philadelphia. Okay, They're and where is the New Orleans game? At home. So at Philadelphia. Okay. Well, I mean, look, neither one of those are layups. New Orleans is playing good football right now. Andy Dalton has brought them back from the near dead. Is Andy going to sneak in the playoffs? Well, he's got, you know, they got to win out, and they got to hope that Tampa Bay loses another game. And if there's a tie between those two, uh, in their head-to-head, I think they split this year. So then the next thing you would go to would be, I believe, divisional record. Are we going to see the Red Rifle in the postseason, Tom? How about that? Are they going to sneak in How about that? Red Rifle! Don't look now. Andy Dalton! Uh Uh-oh. No. Um, (laughs) No. All right, have we heard from Zim yet? Yes, he's he's in. in. He's in! Let's get him in! Now here's a real man, leader of men, Zim Uday. Hang on one second. Here we go. Here he is. Let's start. First of all, my man, did you have a Merry Christmas? And are you back on Twitter? I had a Merry Christmas, but I am not back on Twitter. You know what's so wild about that? I was looking at some of my old digs and stuff this morning. Like, I had a nice little folder where I just, like, uh, eviscerated, like, all of these people. And I was just like, man. 
those were the good old days. Just just getting <laughs> online and just just cooking up a, a whole fan base and, you know, having them cry about how Joe Burns, you know, he has all these weapons and just killing every single narrative. I did truly enjoy that, but I did have an awesome Christmas. My son was running around a running a house doing laser tags and all types of wild stuff. It was a good a good day. How about yours? How was great, your Christmas, Tom? Great, thank God. Great Christmas, uh, everybody. A roof over our heads, uh, food and shelter from this yeah. brutal cold. Is it as cold where you are as it is here? It has been just unbelievable how cold it is here. Man, it's so cold. In my house, I looked at the uh, thermostat and it was like 60 something degrees. You know, I like to keep it around 69 ish. 69 is a great number, but I keep it around that area. And um, and I, I thought my heat, I thought the heat was broken or something like that, bro. I was panicking. I was like, well, I can't have people come over here and they're like, watch your house like freezing. I don't know if I had knocked some ice off or something or whatever outside and I was shoveling a little bit, um, shoveling around like getting ice off. I don't have snow out here, but bro, it was. It's brutal. Like, uh, what was that? Saturday or Friday? Bro, it was like 10 degrees, like 9 degrees, and it felt like 1. It was crazy here, so. Well, yesterday was a little bit warmer. You ain't in the same league with us. What are you doing with the Koi, by the way? Before we get into the Bengals, what's the deal with them out there? Because, you know, you're out there a woodsy man, as we've talked about before, and you're taking care of those Koi out in the pond. What are you doing to keep them, uh, you know, safe right now so crazy story uh you have to set up aerators around your pond to make sure that they get the proper oxygen and the top level doesn't freeze over take the filters out the ground so my son helped me with that a little bit it's a long grueling process took me about like an hour and a half or so you get that out the way um i went somewhere i came back i was like oh crap if the pond froze over and you know they can't breathe so I'm outside breaking this stuff, breaking ice off the top. Had to go Amazon next day, deliver a new set of aerators because the ones I had all froze. Like they get, um, I don't know how to clean them out good, but like the tubing gets messed up. But I put a brand new aeration kit in there to get the bubbles like cir circulating at the top. The fish are in good, uh, you know, they're good staying in there all at the bottom, just hibernating and stuff. But it is kind of scary, especially like when I go out of town or something and it snows, I'm always like, oh, God. Like, I'm, like, looking on the camera like, oh, man, I hope they all right. So that is a little spooky. My hands, bro, I came back. I was outside breaking ice, trying to get whatever because the ice gets real thick. Breaking, I came back and my wife was like, what happened to you? I thought I, thought I had, like, frost, uh, like, did damage to my fingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, because my hands were like purple looking like not, but I put a, uh, I wrapped them around like a, uh, a heat warmer or something like that and got them right. Zim, you got a, a Reds cap on there in, in, in Bengal colors. Is that what that is? It's a unique hat, right? It is. You selling that still? Is that, is that marked down on ZimHooday.com right now? No, it's actually a guy no named Kent. He sells these. He's got some unique, you know, stuff for, you know, like ca casual baseball fan. You know, I don't know nothing. I, I know baseball, but I don't know baseball. Okay, okay. Super casual. I just, you know, if you really look at the C, though, it's not really like a red C, I think, no, for like not. a copyright type of thing. Right. It's more like a bear C, right? But, yeah. you know, you look at it real quick, you're like, oh, oh, he's got a, you know, so... Okay, some of, our, some of our folks on the chat want to know what the deal is on that. All right, listen, I really? want to get okay. into with you, um, much like Casey is here. Well, first of all, before we get, a lot of people are asking about your shirt. 
Now, that's a big-time shirt. What does that say? No Jamar Chase slander will be tolerated. He fumbled the ball the other day. What do you got to say about that, Zim? I mean, it's Jamar Chase, man. Like, you, you, I mean, he can't do no wrong, bro. Like, you know, you, you got to uh, – Tom, you got to go back and look. I did, I did a famous thing on YouTube. You will love it. I, it's a great part of Bengals' time capsule. It's uh, called the Civil War. Me and my partner, Ace Boogie, we started it up. I wish I knew you there. You would have been so perfect for it. Um, but we had all these guys on there, and um, we uh, – a lot of big names on there just battled Jamar Chase. And I was the captain of the Jamar Chase one. And ever and then after that, my guy at LFG Cincy, where you can get this shirt, LFG Cincy, they're located in Cincinnati. They actually print all of my stuff too. Um, shout out to Cam and them. But they made this shirt. I wore this one time. Uh, I was travel. I was going to a Bengals game or something. I wanted, and they actually upgraded me to first class. And I remember, oh, and I wore this to the AFC Championship game, and we won. I haven't gone back to a game with it, but it's one of my favorite sweaters. It's super warm, but you can go to LFG Cincy and and get it. But um, I don't get that much slander from Jamar Chase. But early on, they did not like me, bro. At the very beginning, they were like. You can't be serious. I mean, your quarterback got his leg tore. I mean, there's people still like that to this day. You know, like, there's some psychos out there. But Jamar Chase is that guy. I actually put that clip on my Winston Pod Twitter where Jamar Chase does fumble. But, man, if Judon doesn't reach his hand out there and strip that ball, he could be gone. Like, that's, you know, I I know I get called a homer sometimes. But, you, you do. Bro, he, you had do. A lot, he had a lot of green in front of him. I'm going to tell you that. that. That's a minimum 40-yard, like pickup right there all right tell me zim we've been sitting here talking today okay and 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 like you said you you do border on homer although i i I give you credit when things don't go well you're the first guy that will point it out okay but you look over the last two games and at the end of the day in the national football league and this is as cliche as it gets a win is a win but they, they, they played over the last two games. They played an entire game. So, you know, 30 minutes in one half, 30 minutes of another half where they scored almost 60 points. Over those same two games, they played 30 minutes of one half, 30 minutes of another, where they scored three and they can't get, their, get out of their own way. Are you at all, be honest now, Zim, a little worried? about the lack of consistency from this offense the last couple of weeks, yay or nay? No, I am not worried. You know, I know we'll probably get into the Lyle situation. There is a cause for concern, but if you look around the league, you know, look at the Chiefs, you know, like you you used one of my favorite words, consistency. The Bengals consistently just went undefeated in November and December. They're the hottest team in football. So if we're looking at it through a fine-tooth comb, that's 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 fine with me. I have no problem doing that. But you also got to look at, like, a win is a win in this sense. Last week when the Chiefs narrowly escaped the Texans in overtime, a win was a win. The Bengals were told that they had the hardest schedule. The, the you know like the, You know, like, the last seven games were brutal. When, then after we win, everybody's making it seem like to me like, oh, I mean, like they should have did this and they should have did it. But if you're saying that the level of competition is now risen, then I would think like the second half uh, adjustments of Bill Belichick 
you know, they start to come into play in in the second half adjustments of a lot of these different games too. They come into play, but you know, I think the game plan in the second one, it, it it's one of those things where I thought they got a little pass happy in my opinion. Then you're now trying to work without Lyle Collins on the line and now Denigy's out there and he looked pretty decent. He yep. gave up five pressures and I think he he battles a lot with bull, with bull rushes and power. And so he's going to get really tested with that with the Buffalo Bills with Gregory Russo on them. But I will say that for the most part, I think you're losing more in the run game. And I thought that kind of showed in the second half where I thought we had a chance to ice it and they weren't. And then because of the the, the stream of events that happened, it was like super risky to throw the football at that time and be able to cl- stop the clock. So then if you're not running the ball consistently or effectively, then you're in you're in a big you're in a bind there because if you throw the ball you you jeopardize putting it in harm's way. But the one catalyst to everything to me that everybody is not really paying attention to me is the defense. It, it's not far fetched or it's not crazy talk to say that the defense might be better than the offense like the last four or five. I mean, yep. like, I mean, outside of the you know I, the Panthers game, they the offense looked amazing. But the defense was insane in that yep. game. And I think people kind of get away from that. And every time there's a big play to be made, it's not a bend, don't break. Like, I hate when people say that. It's not that. It's uh, when they need a big play, they rise to the occasion. And we've been seeing it all of last year. Is that sustainable? I don't think so against the better teams. But you look at the teams like when the Bills played the Lions – on Thanksgiving, they were, you know, they didn't look that good. No. Nope. And they come back, the, the, you know, the Jets, Josh Allen throws for 140 yards, and they, and they narrowly escape out of there with the Jets. Then they come back this past week, Josh Allen fumbles at the goal line, makes a bunch of mistakes, and then yeah, let's talk about the Bears. They're, they're the 29th-ranked defense, uh, pass defense in the NFL. The, the, the Bills, this juggernaut offense should look amazing, right? They didn't, and then they piled on a bunch of garbage time stuff in the four, late in that game, like, yep. like six, seven months. I mean, six, seven minutes left. So the consistencies and everything like that, it kind of goes hand in hand with everybody. But I go back to the original part of my my flow of uh, stream of uh, information is that the level of competition has risen. So then you got uh, Judon Uche's and probably the uh, this is a top five defense that you played. They're going to make big plays on their end too, and I just thought that you know. Even in the Chiefs game, they 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 left like eleven points on the board, and those are things you can't do in the playoffs. But I will say that when the plays are there to be made, they do make the big plays, the biggest yeah. ones that count, and that's championship caliber football. No doubt about it. Now let me ask you this: There's been a lot of talk on our chat and in and around Cincinnati. Okay, we know Collins is now done, uh, sadly, and we we are certainly our thoughts are with that young man. He's still a very young man. He's got a bright future in this league, and he should be able to come back from this injury. Uh, And the way they're coming back these days, uh, he should be able to come back um, before next season. Whether that's with the Bengals or not remains to be seen. But would you consider having Andrew Whitworth come back here, come out of retirement, to play right tackle for the Bengals the rest of this season? If you were Mike Brown, would you pick up the phone and make that call to find out if he's interested? Or is that insanity? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You did it right. If you got his number, I'll call him right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I don't 
even have an analogy. Yeah, somebody in the comments was like, well, doesn't he play left tackle? I said, yeah, but he's, he's a walking gold jacket. What are we talking about here? Like, hell yeah. And I put on, check me out on Twitter, Winston Pod. I put this out. He was on a pardon. Uh, I don't want to mess up the name. I think it's pardon the take. Does Casey know? Yep. It's What's part the name of my of that take. show he was on? Part of my take. He was on there four days ago, and he said after December 29th, his obligation to Amazon. So if y'all go to Winston Pie, I reposted the video. But um, he said that, you know, his he enjoys being at home. He would entertain the idea. Today, go on Twitter. Go look at his likes. Someone said Andrew Woodworth to the Bengals, and he liked the comment on his Twitter. So there's two different streams of thought. One is super, is super insane. But Eric Weddle did do that last year for the Rams in the same breath, right? He literally did the same part, for, came back the last month, got a ring, got up out of it. There's a lot of stuff that they probably need to clean up with the Whitworth thing that I probably think that he doesn't like. But I know that his family and stuff, they really do like the Bengals and they do like Cincinnati and, and, and it's well documented. And I just think that if I'm him, I could sell it to my fam like, hey, just let me do this for a month. I know that I can get a championship with these guys. Let's just go at it. And, and oh, the point I was going to make, he said it's one record that he wanted, and it's one um, that Jeff Saturday has. And he said if he just plays one more game, he can get that record. And um, it, it is really crazy. So, one, and it, it is crazy. And I in in uh I don't think it happens. I think it's less likely to happen. I think that the Rams let you get them for dirt cheap because they just like Andrew Whitworth. I think they just do us a solid, just to make it like a real thing on, you know, whatever they give up, you know, but you know, Mike Brown and then they had to give up like a seven because contractually he's still under terms with the Rams, I believe. Somebody could correct me if I'm wrong, but there has to be some kind of transaction to make it happen. And I, and I think that would have to be like a seven round pick or something because they can't just slice them. Um, yeah, I, or I don't know how that will work. Yeah, it I don't know how really that works. Crazy. Out. That's a very good question and a very good point you make there because uh, you know contractually maybe there is something there and you know you look the, the Rams aren't going to stand in his way. I mean he helped bring that team a no. Super Bowl title. There's no way on God's earth uh, that I don't know about Cronky. Some people like him, a lot of people don't, but. You know, you get into their front office and that kind of thing, and, and there's no way they would stand in his way if the Bengals are thinking about it. And I'm going to start searching around after this show is over to find out uh, from some sources of mine if this is something they actually are thinking about. Um, I got a guy I could call. I got a couple guys. I'm going to ask them. I'm surprised, Jim. Cat like you hadn't been that all, on that already today. I mean, you're all over it with wins and Addy, you and Ace Boogie. Man, it's it's the it's my account, man. You know, like I, I, I you what's know, the I deal on that? On... By the way, what's the deal? I mean, have you heard anything from the people at Twitter that this is going on now? What two weeks now? I mean, come on. Yeah, we're on like we we're on like week two. They still say freeze them and stuff, but I'm gonna tell you, uh, followers isn't something that I really cared about. You know, but I will say this, my reach is not as extended as it used to be. Yeah, you're right. Where I could say s certain things and I know that it would take off like wildfire. Now I did post that Whitworth thing and I noticed that 
a lot of people, like it was probably like half a million people. Had that been under my main account, you probably could have got an interaction from Whitworth. And that's the thing that I know, like that's kind of killing me. It would give me a lot of interactions with higher up people or, you know, more famous people or whatever. So I do miss that portion of it. I'm still the same guy. I don't have like uh, pep talks and stuff because I want to keep it, you know, concentrated to my pod for the most part. But uh, man, that, that's the only part that sucks. I wish I had it because I just think I could, I think I could help get enough eyes on a lot of different stuff. And that's why I always looked at it like it was our account. I never really, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't showing pictures I know, of I know, Zim. Everybody that, that is tuned into this show and we're doing bigger numbers by the day, everybody is begging Elon Musk, even though he's stepping down as Twitter CEO, apparently, after just buying it, uh, to free, free Zim Uday. That's all we're asking. Just free Zim Uday and let the man get back to work. Man, if we could get this thing back before playoff run, oh my God, like I'm gonna be insane on there. Like I gotta get it back. Like I talked to one of my partners though. He had the same set of circumstances. He got his back in like three, four weeks. But okay. all the whole Elon's, the the whole Elon stuff is just it's just so convoluted. You don't really know what's going on. I will I will text somebody in that in the front office though today and ask them, is it a real thing? And then okay. I'm gonna text you. All right. And I'm going to tell you what I think. But I'm going to let you come on there. to break that story. So even if we have to have you back on tomorrow <laughs> or whenever it is, we will let Zim Hude break that story. All right, my man. Uh, we'll talk to you later in the week, if not within the next 24 to 48 hours. We're thinking about you. We're glad you had a Merry Christmas, you and your bride and your son. And, uh, and have a great rest of your day today, my man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate you as always, man. Merry Christmas. In case I don't talk to you guys, have a happy new year. Oh, we're going to talk to you, Zim, before the Buffalo game. So, All right, let's happy talk. Happy new year. Because we got a lot to unpack with those Buffalo. Yes, with those we do. We got a lot, got a lot to, unpack. to unpack. No doubt. All right, Zim, have All a right. good one. All right. As we to go to break, we only have three words. Freeze Zim Day. Give me liberty or give me death. As Patrick Henry once said, free Zim Hude. Do I have time to step out before we do our picks? Are you taking we it do. from here, Casey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, we we're going to take it from here. All right, we're taking it. You take it. Or are we it's going to break? Of this show, the Ham and Eggers. These guys are great. Trust me, I would know. I introduce all the best segments. So, I have one last thing to talk about. Okay. And I'm not sure if you've seen this or not, but I really have a distaste for Mac Jones. Have you seen what he's done the last two years to make him a dirty player? Uh, I have not, but go ahead. Roll the tape. I'm going to roll the tape here for everyone. Maybe I have seen it. I don't want to say I haven't before I... All right, Mac. Just watch his feet. Just watch his feet. Kicking people, tripping them. <laughs> Okay, there's one example. Okay. Oh, took out Eli Apple on the left side of your screen. Okay. Goes in for a slide here. Tries to knock out a guy. All right. And then here's the most egregious out of all of them, and this one circulated a lot. I'll let it play through one more time so everyone can see this, but look at his feet. Oh, kicked him right in the nuts. 
<laughs> I mean, Mac Jones is the dirty player. Look at this. And he was not fine for any of these. Ian Rappaport did just tweet that he is getting looked at for a fine against Eli Apple this week. He's just pulling yeah. the Grayson Allen. That's all he's doing. Yeah, I'll let it run through to show the Eli Apple one. It's on the left side of your screen when it rolls through. Yeah, so this thing that happened with Eli Apple the other day, right here, you're going to see him. Uh, he is getting looked at for a fine in that play. No suspension or anything, but he is getting looked at for a fine. So, uh, yeah, I don't really have a take on that. I don't really. What do you mean? Don't Hang on. Don't you agree he's a dirty player? You don't agree with that? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't do those things. I wouldn't do those things, but, like, I don't know. I think he should be fine. Yeah, he should. Yeah, you. I mean, you can't be doing that. You can't be – the like, the sliding things are one thing, and the tripping is one thing. Like, I think you just kind of – I think that happens a lot, and maybe you just don't see it as much because it's the quarterback and it's more highlighted. He did it twice in one game. Well, I was going to say is the 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 – the play with Eli Apple, that that's where you have an issue if he's if he's going in like that. Knees. Yeah, if he's trying to take out knees. The tripping thing, though, it, maybe that's just more highlighted because he's a quarterback. Well, it was tripping, and then he slid and tried to sure. just kick a guy in the nuts. Sure. I mean, to me, Mac Jones deserves to get the, the perfect treatment. Whoa. I'll stand by that one. Jones, what? Whoa! What did you just say? He's Mac Jones deserves to get the perfect treatment. What's the perfect treatment? Oh, have you not seen this yet? Hang on. I I'm going to show you, Tom. I'm going to show you. Just. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The block. Yeah. The block. Yeah, I mean, but... I, I, it was so weak. But there's a litany of other instances I mean, it's so of him weak. cheating. His whole act is tired. I don't know if you guys saw the story of... um. um Vince Woolfolk, did you did you hear his comments about Mac Jones before the Bengals game? No, I have not. One of the great defensive linemen of all time. Uh, Patriot, multiple Super Bowl rings, great player, gamer, tough, whole nine yards. He went on some podcast and went off on Mac Jones. Said he's so tired of watching the whining and the screaming and the hollering and all this sort of stuff at his teammates and his coaches. And there was another great player for the Patriots who did the same thing. But, but, but that block, yeah, was I mean, somebody should have taken a 15-yard personal foul right there, penalty, and they should have knocked his block off yeah, that for was that bad. play. I don't – the tripping things are one thing, but when you go in for a block like that at the knees, that's bad. You can't do that. Well, Somebody Tom, did that to him, what would happen, right? Oh, uh, yeah. What would It'd happen if some, another player on an interception or something like that did that to him? It would have been flagged in a heartbeat, Right? Right. I mean, total cheap shot and uh, total cheap shot, dirty play. And where was that against the Raiders, man? You're going to take Eli Apple's legs out? Why can't you do that against Jalen Jones? Come on now. You're a big boy. Get him. Come on, Max Jones. Let's go. So he, he's endorsing it in one side, right? And condemning it on the other. I'm just saying you can't have it both you ways. Can't, you can't be a big can't dog taking out Eli ways. Apple. You can't even tackle Chandler Jones. Come on now. Mac Jones is terrible. Sir Boy Wonder says Paul is a closet Mac Jones fan. Oh, that is true. Could not be farther from the truth. 
I know Reed is, though. Mac Jones. You should have seen. We started doing our Mac Jones segment. Reed just came running in here. Got to talk about him. Mac Jones and Grayson Allen are actually cousins. Yeah, that's right. Grayson Mac Jones Allen. gives off J.P. McCura vibes. <laughs> tired, tired no, Mac Jones. Not. All right, are we doing the picks before we get to these guys? I wouldn't have put it past being an in-law or something. Um, I didn't know if that's what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, picks, yes. Are we doing them? We got, yeah, Let's we're going to through them, and then we're going to get to these guys yeah. with box lunch yeah, and talk about some of this. We're going to do this pretty quick because we don't have graphics for them, but it does at least give us a chance to talk about some of the games we might not have already uh, talked about. So here, I'll put up the graphic from before the weekend. Before the weekend. This was what it looked like. Paul, the four-game lead over Casey, commanding seven-game lead. Over yours truly, $1,000 goes to the winner's charity of choice at the end of the year. So we uh, picked 10 games this weekend, three college games, seven NFL games. First one we picked was Houston, Louisiana, Lafayette. You two both picked the Raging Cajuns. I picked Houston, Houston covered. Uh, don't know if you that – was, that was actually a pretty entertaining game. Yeah, it was. That was, pretty, that was a fun game. And then this one was fun too, Wake and Missouri. Yep. Uh, Tom, you and I picked Wake, Wake covered. Casey, you picked Missouri. That was a yeah. The all in, in in fact, all three college games that we picked were fun. Middle Tennessee, San Diego State, Aztecs were favored by seven. Uh, we all picked San Diego State. Middle Tennessee covered. Tell you what, give it up to Middle Tennessee. That's a big time win for that program, man. Yeah, that is a big time win. San Diego State's had some good players and some good teams. Good for them. Yep. All right, on to the NFL. Bills and Bears. Uh, Tom, you and I picked the Bears. Casey picked the Bills. Bills won big. Or at least big enough. Thought to we had that one late. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, Seahawks and Chiefs. We hate those big spreads, but Tom, you switched to the Chiefs. Casey and I stuck with the Seahawks, and the Chiefs covered. They killed Seattle. Yeah, Seattle stinks. Go ahead. Frauds. Giants. Total and, frauds. Giants and Vikings. It was close. We all picked the Vikings. We all sided with Leif Erikson, but the Giants covered. But the Vikings win. Vikings win. Vikings win. Leif Erikson. Go ahead. Eagles and Cowboys. We all went with the big D, and they covered. Needed a little help there at the end. Dallas will get killed if they play Philadelphia in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. That defense is leaking oil. <laughs> Go ahead. Saints and Browns. Browns stink. Tom, good decision not to switch. We all picked the Saints. Andy Dalton goes into Kleberg, gets a win. Go ahead. Falcons, Ravens. Ravens big. Uh, Tom, you picked the Ravens. Casey and I both had the Falcons. Tell you what, man. Baltimore. Last time I checked, they've lost five games. Correct? Ravens. Ten and five. Yep. In the playoffs. And they've gone a month now, basically, without Lamar Jackson. And all they do is win. I would be very concerned about playing the Baltimore Ravens that final week of the season if Lamar Jackson is back with the conference or with the division title on the line. I would not want to play them in the playoffs. Go ahead. Last one. Who day? Who day? Who they think going to beat them Bengals? Who day? Who day? Who they think going to beat them Bengals? Nobody! <laughs> so that leaves us here with this record. 
Oh, boy. Tom, you're right on his heels. Right there. Right there. Sir Boy Wonder says Ravens lose in the first round of the playoffs. Agreed. What? They would be the five seed. They would play number four, whether it's Jacksonville or Tennessee, and the Ravens would beat either one of those teams. What are we? The game would be in Baltimore. Let's no, get, I mean, it would be on the road. Forgive me. Let's get this on the record now since you're not going to be here the rest of the week. Well, I'm going to be here. Yeah. He's not here. Yeah, okay. yeah. But let's, let's, let's figure this out now. What are we? When are we calling the picks done? Is it the end of the regular season? Or are we going through the no, Super through the Bowl? playoffs? Through the playoffs, Super so Bowl. the Super yes. Bowl. Super, Super Bowl is our last pick. Yep. Or and we're gonna have to okay. start mixing in some college. Uh, no, no, no. We're gonna do the football in and of itself. So uh, what we're gonna have to do Did you is just say mix in college basketball. Is we? Yeah, I wouldn't mind mixing in some of that. Mm, uh, as we I go, either. we'll start a new bet though with college basketball. We'll start a new All right. sort of, new you know. Tally. <laughs> right. would new love tally. to do that. <laughs> um, somebody says, this is Chris Sports Gamer. Tom's record just clinched the NL West for the Los Angeles real leaders of men. <laughs> there we go. And uh, AJ wants to know, Paul, how much money have you lost gambling over the holidays? And we are going to ask... Um, these two guys, the same thing here in just a minute. I, uh, to be completely honest, uh, I, I know AJ loves asking that question. To be completely honest, I actually have not I, – maybe I shouldn't admit this, but uh, I haven't bet on a game in a long time. I've been saving my money for January 1st here in, in Ohio. I've been very responsible. We talk about responsible gaming, and I have not actually put my money on a game in a while. Okay. Bill Jenkins says we're making too much of a performance. I'm assuming he means by the Bengals on an extraordinary weather day. Okay. Okay. Gentlemen, how we doing? Doing well. Good Christmas, well. everybody. Oh, Kids yeah. and everybody. Trace, good? Very good. Yeah, Santa Santa did well. That's good. And you, and you and your bride, Reed, just hanging out? They did great. Saw both families. It was nice little Christmas. Any, uh, any money won and or lost over the weekend, if we may ask? I was hot. There was only one game I lost. I, I, the Bengals I, game. I, I hate to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're just on a side. I'm going to keep fading the Bengals, and you know what? If they keep winning, good for them. He keeps, he keeps betting against the Bengals, and it's not good for him. Aren't they the best cover team in the NFL this year? See, that's, what yeah. I, I, that's, that's, where I'm, that's right? the problem. Yeah, I mean, they've, they're 20, 20 and 3 in their last 23. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, against the spread, 20 and 3. So what, that's why where I'm at. Well, I feel on. like I've walked into the casino, which is, I, I, to, admittedly, I will say, is not the best strategy at times. And I've looked up at the board, and I see that the, the roulette wheel has hit black what feels like 30 times in a row. <laughs> and I'm like, if I just go up to this table and I have 10 hands that I'm going to play and I just keep doubling down 10 times in a row, red is going to hit one time. That's what I've done with the Bengals the last few weeks, and I'll be honest, I, that's but that's the only game I lost, and it it hurt it hurt a little bit. Okay. I wasn't rooting for the Bengals to lose. I had some points to give there, and turns out if we'd have made an extra point, which I I can't I can't really use that excuse right, when the other kicker five. when the other kicker missed a field goal and two extra points. Right. I can't really use that excuse, but I will be lying if I said that it didn't. I wasn't a little pissed off when that guy missed that extra point to 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 make it a three point game and not four. Boy, what a huge difference that wow. one kick that's all right. it was that's how it goes a lot of times in vegas but the the, the bingles I, I i was i don't think you guys were down on them this morning as much I, I guess you were down on them more than i thought you guys would be i thought you guys would be fired up it's funny how your mind plays tricks on you me and reed were talking about this out there 
yeah. you know, everyone was excited. Or at least, the I don't say game? everyone. It was the same game as Tampa Bay, but since the game ended on a high note with Tampa, he felt better about yep. it. But mm-hmm. the opposite happened against uh, New England, and then everybody's kind of worried about it. It's like just, you know, the Bengals are a team that can beat anybody and, you know, I don't say lose to anybody, but, you know, well, I think that's the entire AFC, though, right? right. Is there anyone in the AFC where you're like, oh, no. you know, I don't want the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs are nowhere near as good on defense as the Bengals no. are, in my opinion. I don't and, think the Bills are either. They I might have some bigger names, but I don't think I they agree. are. I agree. I think Josh Allen is so streaky that you're just living and dying they off rely the film. Way too much on Josh Allen. That's which all. The, normally, he wins the game, so it works. Right. The the thing that is well welcomed about the Bengals is for years. You felt like you were on the other side of these games, right? You see the Steelers. They always seem to win these games. Even the Ravens under Harbaugh always seem to win these games. The Patriots always win these games because of good coaching. And I'm not going to sit here and say that the Bengals have a great coach. I think Zach Taylor's done a f- fantastic yes, job. Yes, he has. But it's nice that we're on the right side of these, right? That's what's well welcomed. You can play a terrible half of football, and you still find a way to beat would-be playoff teams like the Buccaneers, who still might get in, and the Patriots, who are on the outside looking in, but still might make the postseason. And the Chiefs, three, four weeks ago. I mean, they sure. come into town, they were on a roll, and, uh, you know, everybody wondered, could you beat them for a third time in a calendar year? And, and, and they did. And so, you know, I don't think it's anybody down on them because, I mean, you know, seven in a row, seven in a row, three seed, top the division, nobody's down on them. I just think everybody at this point is your level of expectations backing up your point has completely changed now. Right. It's changed. You don't expect the offense to score every time they have the ball. I mean, everybody hopes they do, and then you know they're capable of it. But I just think that, for me anyway, I just look at you know, the half, as we've talked about earlier, against Tampa Bay, the one half against New England, where in a half of or a full game, you score three points. And for this team, that's just unacceptable. No doubt. It doesn't meet expectations. If you're the New England Patriots, I mean, hell, maybe you're, you're thrilled with three points. Well, that offense, boy, is that tired. No doubt. What, oh. about, what about the idea, though, the last two weeks they've been on the road, not to defend the, the offense of the Bengals, but I, I do think that there's something to the fact that at the highest level, Tampa Bay is arguably just as good as any team in the AFC defensively. Yep. And I would say New England is right there as well, right? Mm-hmm. I, yep. Those two teams, the reason that they aren't, at the top of the leagues in their respective conferences yep. is because their offenses are pitiful and terrible. You're right. So there's, there's at least some optimism there. If I was a Bengals fan, I'm saying, okay, they did look good in two different halves. Now I will still stand by the fact that Tampa Bay, the reason that their offense quote unquote look good is because they were handed the ball in their own territory five Correct. times. You're going to probably look pretty decent if that happens to any team in the NFL. But I, I still stand by the fact that the Bengals are one of those teams where at least you can hang on your hat on two things. They are always feel like they're in a game. No Even doubt. if they lose, you don't ever feel like they've just got the brakes beat off of them. And second of all, they're streaky enough to beat anybody and get hot enough, like they proved last year, to win out. And I would say, would you rather be a team like that or would you rather be a team like the Vikings or the Ravens or a team where, again, you feel like if you, you play your, your best – if you play your best, and again, those two fan bases may think differently, but I feel this way. If those two teams play their best and another team in the league plays their best, they're probably going to lose to somebody eventually. The Bengals play their best. They can beat almost anyone else's best. So you can at least hang your hat on that. The problem, as you guys have brought up before, is 
are they going to be able to play consistently enough throughout a whole course of a playoffs to not have one half like they've had in multiple weeks to where that's the reason they lost? And I don't know. It's tough to say. But I would be optimistic if I was a Bengals fan because I know at least my good is good enough to win. I think it's a great point. Another piece that wasn't talked about a whole lot, and you guys mentioned it a little bit, what's the one thing that any NFL team could take away from the Bengals that they'd take right away? It's the wide receiving core, right? Chase, Boyd, Higgins. And this is a game where Jamar Chase fumbles it, drops a, drops a pass that he catches nine times out of ten. He still played all right, but he made critical mistakes. Tyler Boyd seemed to be off that interception in the first half where he just stops running. Yep. And, and you could tell Burrow was chapped. Joe Burrow, I mean, you could see steam coming yep, out of his ears. He was chapped, no but doubt. He just stopped running. Yep. So in a game where the wide receivers make critical mistakes, the Bengals still win. And that's always it's always welcome to see when you're the best part of your team doesn't play well, you win the ball. Well, how about yeah, and Trent your starting Irwin. right tackle goes down with an injury. Right. Yeah. Trent Irwin. Trent oh. Irwin. I mean, how about that? A weapon of mass destruction. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Comes Almost had a three. Well. Almost had a hat trick. That's right. Well, he should have had a hat trick. should have. I mean, that ball was slightly overthrown by Burrow. I think Joe would tell you that's a throw he's got to make. That should have been six. I, I was surprised Irwin didn't leave his feet for that ball. Yeah. Agreed. And by the way, did, did anybody – I'm just curious if anybody saw this same thing. Did you see that final throw to the end zone in the Eagles-Dallas game? Mm-hmm. No. When Minshew threw the ball yeah. up in the end zone on yeah. fourth down. Yeah. Can we pull that play up? Is yeah, there any chance of that? It. Yeah, I can try to find it. I mean, I'm sitting there watching it. And A.J. Brown, right, is a receiver. Yeah. One of the best receivers in football. Now, I don't know if he got his head turned the wrong way or whatever it was. But I got to tell you, when you watch this play, the first thing that hit me, and, and look, I can promise you in Philadelphia somebody's bringing this up. Because, I mean, the sun could come up on a beautiful 80-degree day with no humidity and nothing but sunshine, and somebody in Philly would bitch. Um, this last play to me looked like a ball that Minshew just threw up, but it could not have been put in a better place. There's nobody in between Brown and the ball. No Dallas defender. And I don't know if he just didn't see the ball, which is probably the perfect explanation for it. Uh, because it looked to me like that could have easily been a touchdown. Uh, if we can find it. If we can't find it, no big deal. We'll, di we'll dig it up uh, tomorrow. And somebody says uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> the other good ball show. You watch that show, Tom? What's that? You watch that show? It's always sunny in Philadelphia? No, never heard of it. Oh, there well, there we go. What is it? Is that like a streaming show or something? It is. It's been on TV for over a decade. Danny DeVito and a couple. It's a I comedy. like Danny DeVito. It's, I'm, if I can describe it, it's Seinfeld, but more extreme. You know, I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld. Oh, man. Oh, man. Not one. Tom, that doesn't even feel you possible. Can change that, Lord, Tom. strike me dead if I'm lying. I've never watched one episode. Tom, of that I show. have seen every episode of Seinfeld multiple times. Now, I've seen every episode times. of All in the Family multiple times. You have a, are, you, are you flying, driving on this trip? What, what flying kind of, on this trip. 
Do I have, like driving. Do we have time? You have Netflix, I assume. Your family. I has do. Netflix. I do, and Seinfeld's I have other things Netflix. right now. I'm much more interested in in uh, on Netflix. Uh, I had a buddy of mine about five years ago was telling me how great this Peaky Blinders is. You ever oh, seen yeah. this show? My brother's obsessed with okay. it. Okay, and I and don't watch it because because my brother has. Okay, so things. I don't I don't hear very well. I lost a hearing in my left ear about 20 years ago, after a really bad case of the flu. So I'm only here out of one ear. So. I know they had closed captioning, but I, whatever. The one time I watched the one episode, I wasn't into it. I couldn't understand the, 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 uh, the accent, Irish accent. And, and so I just kind of clicked it off. And this buddy of mine keeps saying, listen, man, you got to watch this. You guys, come on, try it back. So about 10 days ago, I started back up. And I got to tell you, you can't stop. Hooked. You're it's hooked. unbelievable. What a great show that is. It's on you the seen queue. it? I've not, I've not seen it. I would highly I, recommend just, you go watch it. It's on the queue. I can't believe you haven't seen at least a couple episodes of Seinfeld, which seems to be something that seems would be an, it'd be an easy watch. It'd be an easy watch on a trip. I mean, somebody you know. says Tom is George Bailey. Who's that? I don't know. Who's George Bailey? Isn't George Barry, Bailey the is character it? from one of those Christmas movies? That's what I was going to say. That's yeah, uh, it's a wonderful life. America, yeah, of course. It's life. yeah, right, 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 right. That's what I thought. Okay. Anyway, I haven't seen it, and I don't care about it. Doesn't make any difference to me. Seinfeld? They, you know what hurts it. is for as much as I quote that, now I'm like, okay, now I get, it's just. Well, I, I love that he said it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Just like that, that that's a famous show, and I yeah. never even heard of it. That's right. Do do you not to jump back uh, to to um, topics that aren't as fun, but really quickly, and I haven't really thought about this yet, but if if the Ravens were to lose against the Steelers and the Bengals were to win, say it again. If what? If the Ravens were to, to lose, right? Lose. They they clinch the division if they win. Is that true? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got a wild idea that no one's going to go for. But I'm being serious when I say it. I would take the risk of the Chiefs winning their game on the following week and resting some of my guys. I would too. Which, yes. is, which is crazy to say because obviously you could be playing for the one seed, but – I've said this for three weeks, and now the fact that Collins got hurt the other day, it's not like I'm, a, I'm trying to be a prophet or something. I've been saying this. I think losing the division is an easier path. You're not going to obviously try to lose the division. But definitely if you lose to the Bills, and I'm not trying to forecast that either, but if they were to lose to the Bills, I would 100% rest my guys, win or lose that game for the division. I know it's a home playoff game, blah, 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 blah. But trust me, I'd rather go play the South team on the road and have rested guys for the playoff run than try to win a division, play a tough-ass game against the Ravens, and then turn around the next week and then have to play who, the Chargers? If, See, I thought, if the Ravens, if the Bengals clinch this week, the Ravens won't play anybody that final week because they would have nothing to play for. Right. They would have nothing to play for. That's why I thought – when I thought you brought this up, I thought you meant it was if the Bengals beat the Bills. Yeah, and even if they didn't beat the Bills, I still would think about resting them. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you know what they did last year? I know you don't like the last year term, but... Yeah, but I they, wouldn't want to make a habit. If I can get a home game... They rested their I guys. Mean, come on, come on. Well, they on. clinched. Come on. Yeah, they clinched and had nowhere to go move up I down. get that, but what I'm saying is if you look at the playoff bracket as a whole, clinching last year is probably a lot different than clinching this year. I, there's, not usually, there's not usually a division winner... That's, I'll say it, terrible. That's what you have. In fact, you have it in both leagues. 
those leagues have a terrible division winner. You guys, you guys were talking about um, what game's going to be the the final yeah. Sunday night football. It's clearly the the Jaguars Titans because that game is already right. It doesn't even matter what happens this week. That game is to get in the postseason. That, that, it's well, a, I don't, it's I don't know if that's if that's I, I don't know if that's right. Is it? I mean, they're both yeah. uh, right now. Yeah, because yeah, right. they would tie. They, they, yeah. And then, and then the Titans would have the tiebreaker because they beat them both times. Well, then there you go. I mean, it's a slam dunk. That'll be the game because it's win, you're in, lose, you're right. done. It, this week, I think they're talking about both teams resting their players this week and treating next week like the postseason because it, it is. It's win and go home. Yeah. What about the idea, though, that on, that on uh, the final weekend of the NFL, you genuinely could have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's last game in the NFL? That's right. For well, win, For win or go home. He's not going to be Rogers' last game in the NFL. He's not. He's, quitting. Talk, he's talked at length about he's retiring. He's not quitting. No way. Where would it, I don't I mean, think Tom. I don't think Tom's done yet. I really don't think he's done. No, yet. I don't think he is I either. Don't either. I don't think he wants to go out like this. No. No. Nope. If no Tom, way either one of them's done. But it could be their last games, certainly with their teams, with their current teams. Correct. I'd say that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Yeah, Tom doesn't look good either, though. I mean, yeah, he, like he makes some throws from time to time, but honestly, if unless he has unbelievable protection, <laughs> Chris Collinsworth was all over it. He's bad, boy. Collinsworth was Collinsworth was him. killing Tom. Killing, he was. Oh, oh, oh I didn't watch. God. Well, he was being nice about it, but he was like, I, but there I were don't times. know what to say here. I mean, that's like LeBron James missing a layup. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> that's tough. Wow. Chris hadn't been that way for a long time. You know, he had that reputation for a long time of hammering guys, and he's, he's really worked very hard at, at not doing it much anymore. Um, but apparently, I feel like it was rightfully off. deserved. What's, what's I mean, his... it was deserved. Like, he didn't say anything out of line. I'm not criticizing Chris at all. It was just like kind of like you said, Tom, where you don't really hear that from Collinsworth too much anymore, and he no. was just – he did not hold back. Here's a guy. In fact, now, there was a, a time there where Chris was so hard on players, and it's when they had a three-man booth with um, with Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and Chris Collinsworth before Chris went to uh, NBC. Um, and, you know, some of Collinsworth's riding guys and getting on guys led to some – very delicate, touchy situations in production meetings the following week when that crew would go in there. Because Chris would let him have it, man, and wouldn't back down. And uh, and all of a sudden, you know, you're asking for this guy, this guy, this guy, and one of the three or two of the three are saying, heck no. Collinsworth killed me a few weeks ago. I'm not doing it. Did you ever have that with yourself personally? Did you ever have any guys or Oh, you get them that... in baseball. You know, you get them in baseball. Not football. They, you know, I wasn't big enough for anybody to care. I mean, I was never Collinsworth or Buck or any of those guys. Did baseball, you... you get, yeah, all of them show up. Did you like three-man boost? Did you ever do a three-man? I did a lot of three-man boost. Do, do you, did you like it, or did you feel like it disrupted the flow of? Well, you know, the guys that I was with when I did it in baseball, um, Ron Sancho and Bob Brenly, no problems at all. Football did it with Chris Spielman and uh, Charles Davis was fantastic. Yeah, uh, did it in nice. some BCS stuff. Baseball playoffs when we brought somebody in who was a current player. Um, I'll never forget as long as I live. We're doing the your boys, the Cubbies, in the O three. Our boys, Tom. In the O three LCS, <laughs> and so Steve Lyons and I are a team the whole year, and um, and we bring in Al Leiter, who's pitching for the yeah. Marlins. We bring him in as a third man in the booth. So it's game one. I mean, the scene at Wrigley is out of control. It's fantastic. 
And so we're doing the open. And so our producer, I say to our producer, a guy named Jeff Cowan, I said, listen, I said, we got to tape the open. We got to tape it. Lighter's never done this before. You never know what's going to happen because I'd seen it with Barry Alvarez in a football game, you know, and, and I'm just like, look, guys could lock up. You never know what could happen. I said, let's just tape it. He's like, no way. He says, we're doing it live. It's Wrigley Field, LCS, lighter's fine. <laughs> okay, fine. So come on the air. Welcome to Wrigley Field, Chicago. Out. You know, you pitched for the Marlins for many, many years. Uh, here they are on the road. Game one, this crowd, what do you think? Frozen. Completely locks up. So, I kind of pick it up for him, shift gears over to Lions, let him handle both teams, off we go to break. Lighter is, and you got to know Lighter. he is, he is, uh, he is as out there as anybody you'll meet. Awesome dude. Just regular, everyday man. Uh, but he is beside himself. He is so upset that this happened. And I said, dude, listen, we're in a break. I'm like, listen, the game hadn't even started yet. Most of the people didn't even see that. They're going to watch mm-hmm. this game. I said, we got seven games maybe in this series. Nobody gives a shit what just happened. So just let it go and let's see what happens. All right? Just be on your game when it matters. Right. So I'm trying to pump him up. <laughs> so the next day. Game two. Game two. Here we go. Game two. So the clubhouse guy from the visiting clubhouse guy, which when you're a visiting player, Wrigley or any of the other ballparks, you travel around the league, you get to know all these guys really, really well. If you need this, you need that, whatever it might be, they'll take care of it within reason. So all of a sudden, the visiting clubhouse guy walks in the booth about 30 minutes before the first pitch. He's got a little brown paper bag, puts a paper bag right down on the table, right? So... Lighter says, hey, can you hand me that bag? So I reach over, grab the bag. It's freezing cold, you know. I hand him the thing. He opens up the bag, and he pulls out a Budweiser. (laughs) And he says, hey, listen. He says, do you mind if I drink this beer before the game? He says, you know, I might have the yips. And that's the kind of guy Lighter is. He's got the yips over everything, right? And he's like, I might have a little bit of the yips. I'm like, dude. You can drink seven of those for all I care. I said, all I care is when that red light goes on, you know, you know how to speak. Right. I said, so do whatever you got to do. He takes like, doesn't even finish the can. Takes like five sips, whatever, puts it down, throws it in the trash. He says, I'm good to go. Home run. Off we were. Rest of the series. That was it. Down in. Cold bud. Just needed to relax. Bud man and a cup fan. Gosh. That's a true story. I like it. Hey, I don't a lot think of people drinking on the MLB Network set, though. A, a lot of people's best golf is about you know That's two right. or three Bud Lights in or Budweisers in. That's exactly right. It's why they should let those guys drink on the tour. <laughs> now that's something. You know who'd be a fan of that is Daly. Yes, he, would. Daly he might be, be. He might be doing it anyway. He might be. All right. So, what do you guys like? What, what, what do you What do you got going on here today? Well, we're just gonna hang with you today and then take off. We got some. A lot of us still have some some family obligations that we got to run and do for Christmas. Okay. And um, we do have a Sunday. We do have a. Uh, we got cherry, cherry on, on top, top though, Tom. We do. Oh, we do. It's okay. it's, it's broadcasting related, actually. So I don't know if you've seen the uh, the 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 end. Let's let's start this one over. Nickelodeon does a broadcast. Yes, they do see? for kids. For kids. Yes. All right. So this moment happened on the Nickelodeon. This is a great broadcast. idea, by the way. It is. It so is. go ahead. Ian Eagle's son did this. 
Flyers. They have the ball, and they're going to see if they can find a way to move it. Oh, nice. And so what's happening? Oh, there's Russ Wilson. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh. That's called a, <laughs> an, an interception. That's close. It was. That's close. Bobby oh. Wagner. Yeah, that's not what he wanted to cook. No, I think he burnt whatever he was cooking. <laughs> Bobby Wagner with the interception. The SoCal kid back home, Patrick. How exciting is that? Bobby Wagner coming to town and doing that with his old teammate. Could you imagine as bad of a season as Russell Wilson has had getting lit up on your phone by Patrick Starr? You get back to the locker room, right? All the guys think you're a clown anyway. You open up your phone. <laughs> You see Patrick Starr just light, lighting your ass up. That's good stuff, though. <laughs> it is. What yeah. was the line about Cook? Like, he said, he said <laughs> something about Russell cooking that. Uh, Russ oh. didn't want to cook that. Yeah, that yeah. And, and then Noah Eagle goes, yeah, that was burnt. <laughs> Tough. You should have had Patrick Starr in the booth for that game one of the 2003 NLCS, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> hey. I'll call a Super Bowl any day with Patrick Stone. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. No, Why that's not? great. Oh, yeah. Be okay by me. <laughs> Let all the kids out there enjoy it. The last thing, though. This is the real cherry on top right here. <laughs> Just, man. <laughs> Trace. They stink. They, they stink. stink. I know one thing that's crazy, though. Here's the thing about the Browns. Like it or not, if they, if they would have just found a way – to win, win this past week against the Saints, there'd be some nervous people around here. There'd be some nervous people around here. It's not a foregone conclusion that they couldn't possibly, possibly sneak in. That's well, not obviously what happened. Well, so. it is now. So, so now it's irrelevant. <laughs> Boys, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, on that same note, not going to be long before the Steelers are back. They are six and two with T.J. Watt playing. Six and two. And yep. Pickett. Not perfect, long way from a finished product. But when you're a rookie and you've only started half the year, whatever it is, and I know the Raiders aren't any good, but to get the ball with whatever it was the other night, mm -hmm. right, go right down the field on a huge emotional night in Pittsburgh, everything going on, weather stunk, takes him down the field, touchdown, won't be long. They've got a good coach and a good defense, and – that combination wins a lot of games. Yes, in this it league. does. It's winning a lot of games for Baltimore right now. The Patriots, real question, Titans, is do they manage to get to nine and eight to keep that that streak alive of Mike Tomlin um, winning seasons? Yep. Could who be. they got? They get the Ravens left, and who the Brownies again, or who they got? Uh, let me see here. I think they're I'm out of conference for the last. No, they're one. out of. Yeah, they're, I think they're out of conference for one of the last two. I know they play Baltimore. They got Cleveland. No, you're they're, right. Baltimore they're Ravens and Cleveland. Okay. Four percent chance of making the postseason. What is it? Four percent chance. Four percent. Okay, they need a lot of help. All right, all right. As do we all, gentlemen. Thanks for coming in here day after Christmas. Of course. Enjoy your trip. Building was Enjoy locked up. We had to wait for Trace to get here. <laughs> Took longer than I'd like. Enjoy your trip. Safe travels. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. See you in the butts. I guess. I guess we should say we are going to have stuff going on throughout yes, the week we will we, we are going to have programming yep. uh tom will be on for 
parts, bits, pieces. We'll be on pieces. a good, solid first hour on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You tomorrow, will not be on tomorrow. I will tomorrow. actually be out of pocket tomorrow. I can't come on tomorrow. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we will be here in some form or fashion uh, to talk about everything that is uh, the NFL, the game tonight, and, uh, and leading up, Trace. Leading up. I'm TCUV well Michigan. I got to be honest. The Buckeyes Tom. landed last night in Atlanta. Ready to roll. Got to be nervous if you're a Georgia, if you're a Bulldog. Got to yeah, be nervous. I, I will say this. You guys know You guys know the deal. I, 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 I have a system that I've closely abided by, which is the reason I came in here with my uh, ass on fire about the Browns beating the Bengals. And, and I got to admit, not a big fan of what it's looking like for the, uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. Really? Nah, I don't like it. It looks it's not looking good. His system? Looks about as good as it ever could look for the for the Ohio State Buckeyes. No kidding. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because I saw where um, I, I looked at two or three different either websites or publications over the weekend. I did not find one person, literally not one. And, and between the two or three sites, there must have been 25 people picking and not the spread, just picking the winner. Not one single person picked Ohio State. And in the other game Great. of the same 25, I only found one of the 25 that picked TCU. Everybody and his brother says Georgia V team up north. We'll talk about it. I mean, I have my I have my reasons as to why I think that Ohio State is I have I said this before. Not yeah, to, you have I, all I, I've said yes, it for a long time. Yep. I still think this. I do think Georgia beats every other team in the country. And Ohio State's the kryptonite, possibly, for the weakness of Georgia, which is a secondary that's young and a couple guys that just aren't that good. Not very, that's not a good combination when you have an NFL quarterback with a couple talented wide receivers, one arguably the best wide receiver in the com- oh, country. Yeah. Um, but I still think that there's something to the idea that it, it, if it could get down into the fourth quarter when the game gets tough, I still will believe in a Kirby Smart-led team over a Ryan Day-led team. Fair. So we'll see if that, that holds true. But at the end of the day, I, I, will, I will admit it is not looking the way I'd like it to look. And if the roles were, if the shoes were on the other feet, as they say, or whatever, the roles were reversed, and Ohio State was the seven-point favorite and Georgia was the underdog, I'd have been coming in here just smiling and laughing and talking about how I can't wait for the, good, the 31st. The but good. I'm not doing that. Because I'm not looking. The good thing too for good. him is he can bet on Ohio State and win either way. You know, That's win exactly a, either right. win a large amount that of money. Is, that is that is the silver lining here. Is that I did take uh, Ohio State to be national champions at plus uh, I don't know 1100 or 1200, and if they were to win, I I, I get 1500 dollars for my sorrows. So well, uh, real quick, Paul, the money on that <laughs> on the Ohio State. What's that looking like? Everything is on Georgia. So, Even the Sarks, as you call them? 82% per, 82% of the, the uh, bets are on Georgia. 83% of the money. Everything's on Georgia. which Including is, the big money. Everything's on Georgia, which would... That's just part of the thing. That's which, part of, that's part part of, of where, it. Where, that, where our, that, that bodes well for Ohio State. Well, we'll see about that. All right. But again, it's six and a half. You know, we, we right. Would, yeah, they, like, they win by field goal. Yeah, they come in here yeah. doing cartwheels. Tracy's system is for a cover, so... Okay. All right. Yeah. Six and a half, you know. But I will touchdown. say usually the system is more like a Utah, USC, 
Ohio State, Michigan last year, Georgia versus Alabama in the SEC championship game. Usually, you don't barely cover in these situations. Yeah. Usually, it's uh, college, yeah, yeah, college yeah. wise, yeah, yeah. That's you right. Know. All right, boys, have a good rest of the day. Jets, see you, Tom. See you, Tom. In person, happy New Year. Happy That's New right. I'll see you. Happy All right. All right. Yeah, so we're, we we don't really yep. have a, a, a list. No. We will have programming every single day. Yep. Tom will call in when he's able, and uh, we're going to try to break down a lot of the college college football games and um, obviously talk about the Bengals. Because I think the Bengals are a hot topic, obviously, and I also think the Bengals um, have some unique circumstances that most teams in the NFL don't have. We'll get to that yeah. throughout the entire week. Yep. But until then – See Thank you, you for watching. Hit the like button, by the way. If yes. you're, if, if you're on out. right now, there's 130-some-odd people watching. We got 53 likes. If there's a chance, you could do nothing more than just go down and hit that thumbs-up button. It actually does a lot for us. It helps promote really our, nice. our, our channel. Also helps the algorithm on YouTube. Smart people tell us to make sure that people hit the like button. So if you could do that, we would greatly appreciate it. Ham and Eggers, you got anything left yeah. to add? Well, the other thing I was going to say to that is uh, – we put the Reddit. We have we have a Chatterbox Sports Reddit, and I know that it pops as, off for as for as active as the uh, as for as active as the chat is. Um, you know, if anybody liked the show or saw a segment or something that we post and wanted to throw it into Reddit, it's in the description. It's the last link in the description to to uh, join the Reddit if anybody wanted to bring the discussion over there. But that's it. All right, Emperor. I'm not a Bengals hater. I just try to be realistic. And I do think that the, the one thing that's the best part of this show is, uh, and we all love Tom, I'm not just saying this because he left the room, but uh, Tom with the, the, the technological part of what we do is, it's, uh, it's something. The fact that we have the transition with the door, we need to, I'll tell you what we ought to do for this show. We need to take the keys off the back of the door and we need to make it like a, uh, some kind of design. 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 Some design. <laughs> Something that looks good when, he, when it comes in front of the camera and goes back Let's out. just put a sign that says, Tom, close the door. <laughs> so when it opens <laughs> up, it's just, Tom, close the door. But nonetheless, all right. Thank you. Enjoy, your, uh, enjoy the rest of your holidays. We'll be back here better than ever tomorrow. See ya. Merry Christmas. See ya.